And they're they are cracking down now on drugs in Amsterdam. Oh man! Did you know that? I did not. I did not know that. Yeah, it's like they're it's they're trying to like limit that stuff going on for it's impacting the tourist industry because everybody comes there to you know get wasted and get a blowjob, oh. and they just you know they want something different from so from there. you know. Huh. That's yeah. that's very interesting that Amsterdam is like all right. That's enough of that. I, well, I welcome imagine. to Amsterdam. Welcome to Amsterdam. Here's your drugs um, and here's your blowjob. Here's your drugs and blowjob. But this is the last <laughs> one because we're not doing this anymore. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts, friends. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to another Sunday evening episode of What in the World podcast. We got off with the with a hot star here. We are here with uh, Scott Graham Stevens tonight, who I have named, and he totally. He, Love this, uh, the Swiss Army Knife of Life. Uh, this man's accolades yeah. and, and things that he has done throughout his life are numerous. Um, but uh, some of the things that piqued our uh, attention and interest in this is Scott has spent 261 days in silent meditation. Uh, is that consecutive or is that just, you know? That's like 10 or 12 at a time. 10 or 12 at a time? Boy, consecutive. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. Um, he also has uh, done 1,610 nights spent sleeping outside. Are those is that is that kind of hand in hand as well? Or did you do that one consecutive? I hiked the Appalachian Trail. I did the GR20. I did the Long Trail. I worked for Outward Bound for many years and just oh, wow. racked them up I months see. and months at a time. That's interesting you say Outward Bound because when I was in college, I had a couple friends. They went on Outward Bound on the Everglades a couple times. 
down there? I did my very first hour bound course. It was in Everglades. I was a student, and that actually course has been very pivotal. It's like set the trajectory for my entire adult life. Well, there it is right here. Outward Bound was what started Scott on his journey to become yeah, the Swiss absolutely. Army knife. Um, but yeah, some of the other things, uh, even was it 11 muddy endurance obstacles? So is it 11 tough mudders or different, different now variations? 13. 13 now, 13. now. we're up to 13 now. Out. Yeah, we're up to 13. Good Lord. Um, 13. He, uh, he also has published 15 books and now uh, up to 18. Oh my goodness. He's now up to 18 books, Chet, uh, 18 books. And, uh, you are, um, a career and business coach. I am. Yes. He also, let's see. We've got a whole list here. I can just, I'm just going to pick out some of these. Uh, he's a firefighter instructor, a farm animal rescuer. Uh, let's see. What is this? Like you mentioned, the Appalachian Trail uh, through hike. He's a Tai Chi instructor as well. Um, let's see. We mentioned Outward Bound. Uh, he's an ordained minister and a college instructor. Uh, if you need, to, need somebody to do a, a wedding for you, uh, Scott has you. His, I got uh, your back. His information will be in the uh, description. There's, there's competition here in the ordained <laughs> minister world because I oh. too am an ordained minister. So oh, bless you. Uh, you look you look very priestly. I oh, I, I thought you. that when I first saw you. I'm like, this guy looks priestly. Um, I'm actually the only person on the face of the planet that's closer to God than the Pope. So, um, they <laughs> don't pay go. me like wow. the Pope does, but, you know, and that there, that might be up for speculation also. But whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, and then a couple other things out here. Uh, Scott is also a licensed substance abuse counselor, counselor, a clinical supervisor, and a sports nutrition specialist, among many other things. And uh, at the end of this podcast, I'll make sure uh, I put all of his contact information in the description so you guys will be able to go down there and visit his pages. I, 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 I have to tell you already, thank you for the Swiss army knife description. I have a friend, her name's Cindy Hollis, a shout out to Cindy Hollis, although she's not going to be pleased after I said this. She has, <laughs> she has introduced me to people as a placenta of information. And let me tell I you, say, uh, the, I, uh, the Swiss army knife description is a hundred million times better than the placenta of information the swiss army knife one would lend itself better to business cards um yes. i feel like handing yeah, yeah, business yeah. cards out with the placenta of information is not going to go over too well i yeah. was just going to say i don't know which one i like better the swiss army knife <laughs> or the placenta or information i don't i was literally getting ready to say i i'm not sure which one i like better but yeah, maybe swiss army knife on a business card might read better but if we're going for business cards i'm going to i'm going to i wouldn't say we opt for swiss army knife if we're just talking to anybody on the yeah. street then maybe we can drop the placenta of information I mean, you want to talk yeah, about a conversation? Yeah, the placenta. The placenta. Right? <laughs> Cindy already tried to make it nice by turning to me and saying, "Oh yeah, it's because you're so nurturing." I'm like, "Stop it! Stop!" <laughs> you are digging yourself a hole, Cindy. Metaphors. <laughs> God, Cindy Hollis. Yeah, placenta. That's what I want to be known for. Shout out to Cindy. What? Next, next guest. <laughs> so, with all the things on my Swiss Army knife. What you want to talk about first? 
Um, what blade is the most I, compelling? I have so many questions, so I'm going to start. I'm going to let Ben start first. So um, I think mine is. Well, you know, so I have kind of, I guess a little background on why this one is the one that I'm going to start with. I recently, and I don't want to say converted because convert is weird, uh, at least for this, but I've recently moved into uh, <laughs> Norse, oh uh, gosh, Norse Pagan. Here we go. Oh, come on now, dude. Um, and so I'm, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going down that path uh, spiritually and meditation in that has been a huge part and huge help. Um in like trying to connect uh with that with that pantheon so i'm interested to see what this like my the silent meditation uh like what drove you to start doing that for those days at a time um and just your experience with that yeah i you know i was i was actually i wouldn't say recruited i had a friend who went and did the, did a meditation course and it was as it is for lots of people who go and do a 10-day course <clears throat> it's so beneficial after the course you are just so imp impacted by what you've gotten out of the course you want to go tell everybody and their brother about it and mm -hmm. recruit all these people because you're like you should do it too with the greatest <laughs> thing than sliced bread and and this guy was like you should go and i'm like yeah you know I'm not going to go for some sort of airy fairy bells on your feet type. I was just, no, I'm not going. And he persisted. And then I just acquiesced and went. And from that piece, it was, it was just transformative. And here is the, here's the piece that, and I think this is an important piece because most people totally misunderstand what meditation is all about. They think Meditation is about getting high and getting your rocks off and floating <laughs> in the clouds and finding Jesus and all kinds of other stuff. And it's not. Really, it's not. What it, a better way to think about meditation is meditation is to our crazy, messed up mind like doing wind sprints is to our heart and mm. so there's no metaphysical mumbo jumbo with if, if you do wind sprints if you go running if you go hiking you're going to have a stronger heart if you do core exercises you're going to have a better back if you do the meditation process and and develop a technique and practice you're going to have a better head mm. the the benefits of meditation don't come while you're meditating. Just like the benefits of running don't come while you, I mean, someone might get a runner's high, right? right? So I, I, I don't know anybody that's going to get a sit-up high working on, <laughs> on their core. I go to the maybe. gym you know, almost daily, and there's no high while you're out there doing crunches. <laughs> right, right. It's like you do that because – and then you know if the crunches are working when you can get out of bed easier. You can you know pick up stuff. You right. don't pull your back out. All these things happen that are – uh, happen afterwards and that's how this technique is and actually the 10-day course is if 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 someone's interested it, it is pretty fucking miserable just like going to the gym <laughs> is pretty fucking miserable and they say to you like on the third day because everybody is like freaking out that's new and wants to leave they're like 
yes, everybody comes to this course thinking that they're going to be like, ah, and they're all going to be high. And, you know, <laughs> then we give them these basic instructions and then they're sitting there day in and day out, day from 4.30 in the morning till 9.30 in the evening. You know, really, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It ain't easy. Um, but the the impact on my life has been unbelievable unbelievable um meaning that when when life kind of you know the vicissitudes of life the problems right flat tire girlfriend leaves you boyfriend leaves you dog shits in the corner all (laughs) those vicissitudes of life that are inevitably going to happen you then hit with a level of balance and equanimity Mm. so the true result like, you know, someone says, you know, what's, you know, I, I've been working out. I have, I have lower blood pressure. If you do Vipassana meditation, what you end up with is more equanimity. That's the key. Okay. I like that. Yep. That's. And I've, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I know. I've, I've found. <laughs> unpack away. Oh, I know, Scott. You and I could literally sit for probably like 10 hours and chit-chat. Um, I'm on day 108 of my sobriety journey. And uh, I have found meditation in my sobriety. Um, because similar to the... And again... Let me not put this in the same realm of sitting in silence for, you know, 90 days or whatever, or even 108 days if you just want to apples to apples it. Um, But in the similar realm of sitting in silence, you know, a a lot of my friends, you know, are the casual alcohol user. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, when you get into that many consecutive days, the the shit ain't easy, you know. Right. You're right. it it ain't easy and holidays and birthdays and party like it's a fucking grind you know you you got to be mentally strong enough to be getting into those situations where you're going to have to tell people like no I, I'm not going to take a shot like no I'd love for you to buy me a beer but it's not going to happen um the it, it gets to be a grind 100% and at the same time, it does set you up for the someone cutting you off in traffic, you know, to not have such a visceral reaction. And right, so, right. Are are you? Uh, and I know it's you're the like old you. The old you would have been like, somebody cut me off. That's an opportunity for a beer. Um, exactly. Somebody, somebody said this to me. That's another opportunity for a beer. And so you're. I hope people that are listening don't take this the wrong way. You, your gift of a life that has been destroyed by alcohol is going to help you grow faster than 90% of the population who just limp by and then they have this epiphany of, of like you've had to get that you've, that's propelled you to get 108 days. They have this epiphany when they're like 90. And they're looking back on their life and saying, oh, shit, what exactly. happened? Right? So in, in many ways, the fact that you have this is, is a gift that's going to set the rest of your life in a very positive framework because you're making those changes and not just being hoodwinked like so many people. And 
And I appreciate you saying, and again, like you just said, the goal isn't to be like a teetotaler or whatever, to be like, oh, if you're drinking booze, you're not as good as I am. Because that's another weird thing that I've encountered in this like sobriety mm-hmm. realm of like mm-hmm. a us versus them type mentality. Mm-hmm. And listen, ain't shit I'm doing that's special. You know, like I, I'm not Einstein. I'm not David Goggins. Like, you know, I'm... I, there's nothing special about what I'm doing, but at the same time, when you do have that encounter in life of recognizing, okay, what I'm doing isn't working out so well. And it's it's working functionally in the sense that I get up every day, I have a functional life, and I go to bed every night. But when you get to that point where you can encounter some of those, like, kind of, not kind of, very tough conversations with yourself and still make it through the day to where you're not just comfortable with the day that you had, but to the point where you're like, okay, I'm making sacrifices for someone else or making sacrifices for my own personal well-being. You, there's a little turn that happens there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because while, while, while so many people in the world are not – they don't need to take accountability for themselves and they just drift along in a life of silent misery like Henry David Thoreau talked about. Uh, you have made a choice to not do that and go down a path that's really challenging. You're looking at your life with a magnifying glass where a lot of people, and a spotlight, where a lot of people are just kind of traipsing along in the dark. Um, yeah. And so when something happens, you're because of the choice that you've put yourself in around sobriety, you now have to develop all these skills and awareness and abilities that other folks don't have. Yeah. And true. Again, I, it's, I really appreciate you saying that. And people are going to be like, Oh, you're pumping them up. I'm not sucking them up. It's true. (laughs) I am telling you, it is absolutely true. You're right, especially a couple of listeners that will have a bit like, okay, we get it, Alex. Yeah, he's made good to sit. No, but in, in, and one of my questions so, how many consecutive days did you spend in silence? Like your most, your so longest the, the, run? So, this is an interesting piece as you're talking about um, sobriety, because yeah. the, one of the keys that helps somebody in their own sobriety is having somebody other people around them that are doing the same thing, right? It's, it's really difficult if somebody is, you know, trying to tr- try to do anything with people that are on the other opposite end of the pole, like try to lose weight and hang out with fat people. Try, <laughs> you, that's exactly. just not going to work. It's not going to no. work. You're going to sit on the couch and eat ring dings and watch game <laughs> of throne at re- reruns. I mean, that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and um, all these fat people are going to be like, oh, I'm offended. Anyway, um, <laughs> if fine. you want to be fat, be fat. That's fine. That's your no, prerogative. No, no one's judging you. But be if, if if you want to run, if your if your goal is to train, here's another way to think about it. If your goal is to train for a half marathon, you can't hang out with people that are just training to run a 5K. Because right. they're not going to push you there. Amen. You got to hang. And so, and the same thing is true with sobriety. And the same thing happens when you take a course. So when you go for a course, and this, and so the, the longest period of days is like 
11 or 12 because they start counting they when you the day you arrive is day zero and the day that you leave is day 11 so a 10-day course is really 12 days mm. and and nobody talks that entire time unless you have a question you can go talk to the teacher and you can go uh ask a teacher questions you can go up to a teacher and say i'm going crazy because i can't talk to anybody can you tell me a joke i mean really I can, they're, they're there to support you but because Every, you're in this you're in this location where 199 other people you know there's 100 guys and 100 gals doing this all at the same time plus the teachers and other staff that are there are all not talking it's easy to not talk it's easy peasy to not talk cuz no one's going to talk in fact not only is there no talking but there is like people that are that are old students and staff. They won't even look at you. They won't even. They won't even, like if 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 two people are like walking toward a door together. One of those people, if they're if they if they're experienced, they've been around, will like stop and go the other way because no one holds the door for you know. There's none of this. You know, there's none of there's none of that. There's not, you know, wink, wink. There's nothing. People like walk with their heads down, you know, or so some people that have been there for a while have a baseball cap that, are, you know, so this is, you know, you don't even see that when that huh. stuff's going on. It's easy to not. I mean, it's pretty it would be it's it's easy to not talk to anybody because it feels like it's impossible to talk to somebody because no one wants mm -hmm. no one's talking to you. Well, then maybe my question is, and let me relate this back to the being sober realm, like the first, you know, week after I was sober, it's like, okay, I'm going to the store and I'm buying like all these like zero sugar sodas and I'm buying mm -hmm. like new, like, you know, flavored water drinks. And I'm like, okay, this is part of who I am now. And it's like, a, there's some sense of that that's like new and exciting, you know, and there's some sense it's like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And then, you know, maybe around like the three or four week mark, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is now the new normal. And it kind of loses that, that sense of, like the new toy sense, if you will, mm -hmm. to where mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now this is really, I'm settling into this being my normal day to day life. And the kind of newness has worn off and okay. Yeah. I'm still proud that I'm doing this, but at the same time, I'm not, it's just kind of becoming old business. So like how many days does it take to where you're like, okay, I get it. I'm at a silent retreat, but like, I'd really kind of fucking like to talk to somebody, you know, <laughs> does that well, make sense well, at all? Yeah, it, it, it does. But it, actually the something else, a better way to think about this is that, so you know, I bet at some point, um, early on in this 108 days that you went through, you had kind of an epiphany of like, this is fucking hard. Yeah. Or maybe you had an, maybe you had an epiphany of like, wow, I thought I thought drugs and alcohol were the problem. It's I'm the one who's really the problem. Holy yeah. shit, I got to do a lot of work. So what happens is when you don't, when you are there, and this is actually why a lot of people leave. When you are there without other people talking to you, 
your voice gets quieter and quieter and quieter because because you don't you don't there's no reading, there's no music, there's no journaling, when there's no nothing. I'd go when you say your voice, sorry not to cut you off, but when you say your voice, is that your internal voice that's talking? The internal voice. The okay, internal yeah, voice. Yeah. Yep. That's that's that just we you know stimulated by facebook right. and twitter and 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 politics and this it's it's got all this stuff all the time so you take that away it's like stopping watering a plant and, and yeah. a, a bad plant a weed and that <laughs> weed starts to shrivel and 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 then what you're left with is this voice that's just you and then you're like holy shit i am really fucked up like i can't blame you know i can't blame the news media i can't blame this person i can't blame that because i'm not just talking to anybody it's just me it's just me and this simple meditation technique and i am fucking crazy and almost every person (laughs) almost every person has that awareness Mm -hmm. on that piece um and then after you've had that awareness, then a, the thing that happens is, all right, what am I going to do about this? I never realized how crazy I am because I thought it was Mary. I thought it was Bob. I thought it was Phil. I thought it was Fred. I thought it was news. I thought it was Biden. I thought it was Trump. I thought it was the Supreme Court. That's me. It's fucking me. And then it becomes this piece of, well, what do I do about it? And that's where you you learn this technique to really, the technique really is about silencing the bullshit that your mind is creating. That's not how it's presented, but that's ultimately what happens is that you, you, you harness that horse. You, you tame that horse and say, no, 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 I am not working for you. You're working for me. Right. Like who's in charge? Is it you? Yeah. Is it the voice in your head? Who is it? Right? That's most people would be like, that's crazy stuff to talk about. But I tell you, it's true for every single I bet it's true for every single person listening to this and watching this. It's absolutely true. Interesting. So okay, so along those lines, I have another question about you we he's re- i told you i, I told you we reel me in <laughs> um, so, gonna, no, and i'm telling you, you we can literally we're gonna talk for the next 10 hours yeah <laughs> i know i would just i've been like, enraptured by the conversation so far it's been amazing um <clears throat> so this is i guess kind of falls on the same line as like the silence retreat and stuff i don't know if you've seen or how close you follow uh like the nfl or anything like that but uh aaron Rodgers apparently i guess this offseason at some point is going to uh, a darkness retreat where dude is basically just in a pitch black room for like four days with nothing but himself. And they kind of just like push through through food through like a prison slot in the door for him. Um, I don't wow. know if I could do that. Uh, I would, I think I'd go crazy. Like four days in the pitch black, you just start hallucinating, right? Wow. That is wild to do that. They actually have on these, on these courses, Later on in the in the course, they have they they call them meditation cells, mm-hmm. um, and I swear to God, they they're they're just broom closets. Um, yeah. Harry Potter's 
Perry Potter's, Potter's room <laughs> under the stairs is bigger than these things that you're in. Jesus. And all they are is like a carpet thing with a little chair in it or a little cushion and a little nightlight that you flip off and you shut the door and you're completely in the dark. And you can't hear anything because it's a soundproof yeah. building and yep. and it's really intense. Yeah, and, and I so, think that's the same and, type of thing wow. that Aaron Rodgers yeah. is going to do. I guess he's doing it to kind of, I guess, you know, gain some clarity about what he's going to do this offseason. But I like, I'm like, that seems pretty like a pretty drastic way to freaking roadmap your career right i'm actually very familiar with this process although i have not spent the four days in the dark or whatever i watched a documentary um the creator and founder of the on it brand um it's like one of joe rogan's brands now Mm -hmm. the guy seems kind of interesting in his own rights to be perfectly honest i wasn't like a huge fan of the documentary it seemed very like uh corny if you will um but there's no way to be an actor or be corny when you're documenting yourself being four days in complete isolated silence and uh silence and darkness the so they literally have Oh, I don't know. It's maybe about as big as the office that I'm sitting in right now. But like down here, there's, you know, a normal cot and then Mm -hmm. there's a sink and a bathroom and a shower. But you're just in a concrete, you know, maybe six by six block or something in the darkness. And in this documentary, they were talking about when you get to a certain point of darkness, your brain literally starts to release uh, DMT. Yeah. Um. And so you're tripping in a sense by just, you know, suppressing all of these normal stimuli to your brain. And it was wild watching that guy go through it. Like he was, he literally, so at the end of the four days, they bring you out to this deck and he's got like a blindfold on and like they set a cup of coffee in front of him. And as as soon as he takes the blindfold off, he just starts sobbing you know, like, oh my God, I can actually see the light of day again. And I wow. I was thinking to myself, like, that would fuck me up. No, 100%, that would... which is why I was, like, super, like, what the hell, Aaron Rodgers? Like, I don't know why you would subject yourself to that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure DMT is easier to get than locking yourself in a room for four days with no yeah. stimulant. Wow. And they, is there any instruction with this, or are you just in the dark? Like, I, do they say? This I is- think they're just like, here you go. Because I, I saw a snippet of it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was talking to Pat McAfee on Pat the Pat McAfee show, and he was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to do this like darkness retreat." And Pat McAfee was like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> you're just in a room in the dark for four days with nothing." He's and they had yes. so many questions, and Aaron was like, "Yeah, basically," and they just kind of push food in through the door every once in a while when you need it and there's like but yeah i just go in there for four days and i was like i don't know if i could be alone with myself uh, for four days like that you have i could i'd be be fine being alone with myself for four days but then i'd end up going to the hospital afterwards (laughs) from jerking (laughs) off too much like what did you do in the dark for four days i know what i did in the dark for four days look at i gotta go get some medication on my hand and you know that's super funny you you turn off that that video camera son (laughs) it's funny you say that because the dudes on the pat mcafee show were like can you bring anything with you and aaron was like i mean you can yeah like aaron was like i 
don't. Why? And one of the other guys was like, I'm bringing a bottle of lotion. <laughs> <laughs> and a sock. Yeah. And a sock. <laughs> I was just like, God dang, dude. Like, I don't know. I, that, but I could not. I, that, yeah. So I don't know. The silence retreat like that kind of is what led me on that. So there's, question, so there is no like, jerking off on the Vipassana retreat. There's, they, <laughs> they're like that. You actually take a take a piece and say, you know what? I'm not going to even. I'm, there's no masturbation. There's no. So you're not coupling up. They separate the boys from the girls, and they mm-hmm. separate. Everybody has their separate room. So if you're gay, you have a separate room, and and because they don't want you doing anything to stimulate yourself, whether it's, I mean, no pun intended, right. whether it's your hand or video yeah. or this, because I mean, the other thing that happens is that you're like. God, you're like, you know, you think you're crazy and then you're like, God, I'm a serial rapist. All I'm thinking about is sex all the time. Right. And it's just it, these pieces come up where they and so their instructions are very clear to to not engage these things, to push through it. And you realize how addictive your mind is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people who are in recovery go to these retreats because they're like it's like the next step because they you realize how addictive your mind is. It's not just a substance. It's to news and Facebook and Google yeah. and sex and music and running and on and on and on. Yeah. They don't want you doing push-ups, they don't want you doing yoga, they don't want you doing any of that. Wow. That's crazy. Do the technique. Yeah. Well, and all that shit is very good at it kind of closing the circle back to what you said earlier about, you know, all that shit is very good at making you think that the problems you have in your life are not caused by you. Right. It's not me. me. It ain't me. Listen, I know I said some fucked up shit when I was drunk, but I was drunk. I mean, you can't really hold that against me. It was the booze. Yeah. It was, you know, it was the, I mean, come on, I'm I'm a good person. The booze makes me a bad person. Can we just move on past that? Because what? Yeah, I might have said that, but listen, man, I the bourbon was heavy. Okay, so can we just get on? Well, that does not fix the memory they have in their head of you no. saying this heinous shit that you or said to the them. Hurt that it caused. Right. right. Yeah. So uh, that's a very real reaction. It's a very valid reaction. And when we live in this cycle that we live in, you know, to where it's so easy to not look in the mirror and just place our shit on someone else of course we're going to place our shit on someone else you know right. it's a lot easier that way right right mm-hmm. right so uh, again i'll i'll quit talking about the sober shit because <laughs> um we could do the whole podcast on that but it is it's it it helps you look in the mirror and and realize that you know a everybody's got work to do and there's nothing wrong with the human experience of if we ain't growing we're dead so we might as well keep growing, you know. And B, not only do we all have shit we need to work on, but, you know, we're fed this this loop, this cycle, this, you know. It, it, turn on a commercial, turn on any major news network, and within the first 20 minutes, you're going to see some sort of advertisement for some sort of liquor. You know, that's yep. just the way it's going to be. And it's not a party without booze. So, and by the way, you're... Are you even a grown up if you don't drink? I mean, right. Cuz the right. only people that don't drink are kids, you know. Right. And and so now separate booze from that picture. That's every single fucking little stigma, every little addiction that every person has. Right, you right. Know, 
we even we even get addicted to like you know things will be better once i own the bmw you know what things will be better when i move to nebraska the people in nebraska are like things will get be better when i move to vermont and on and on and on (laughs) and on things will be better when you're out of my life things will be better when this happens and none of that things won't be better so you make those things yourself and fix yourself if i just get the new iphone my yeah, phone yeah, right, right. Right. they've wasted a thousand dollars on the same thing again <laughs> yep. uh, uh, thanks so, for your money <laughs> no ass, man. um so i can order i guess change gears a little bit and ask what oh see alex uh what pushed you or set you on this um direction of just exploring all these different um avenues that you have all these different things you know uh you, you know you say you, you said you started you know with outward bound and that was like really the the starting point and the catalyst to to everything but you've done you know, 13 tough mutters now you're a firefighting instructor um farm animal rescuer like all these different little like Jack how did I become a pl- how did I become a placenta? Is that what you're yes, asking? How me, did ben? you become the how placenta? did I become a placenta? How did you return to what you once were? <laughs> I, I I I think for me, part of my own addiction, if if you will, is kind of learning and pushing new boundaries and challenging myself. And so it's a piece that I I I'm I almost have like an unquenchable thirst for learning things. Mm-hmm. And and so it's it, 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 it actually is a pain in the ass because every year now I have like multiple license and I just figured out like a month ago because I'm like, God, I, all I'm doing is CEUs so that I can get relicensed. <laughs> and I realized that I need to do like 60 hours of CEUs every year um, to get relicensed. That's like, an, that's like a week and a half of my life yeah. every year, work life, to just continue with those things that I need to do 24 hours here, eight hours there, you know, 40 hours here, you know, they all add up between, you know, EMT and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and being a rostered psychiatrist and I, uh, and, and substance abuse counseling and the list goes on. And now I'm doing, um, benefits for folks. And so now I am studying, I just finished, had to get 24 CEUs on, on wills and life insurance and, you know, which is a thrilling, let me tell you, there is nothing more thrilling than sitting down at the computer and reading of talk about something that's going to push you to alcoholism, reading about (laughs) life insurance. Oh, I can relate. I was, when I was in college, I did a little stint with this. It was a terrible idea, but it was, uh, I don't know where it was called. What was it called? Primerica is insurance. It was like an insurance pyramid scheme, but I did. I did a little stint with that and having to go through and sit down on the computer and like go through all of those dry as Popeye's biscuit right. classes. I was like, yeah. somebody, I need water, please. This is, this is killing me. This, this disease, this, this disease of, of, of what do you call it again? Uh, a pocket knife, uh, uh, the Swiss uh, army knife, Swiss yes. army knife. This, 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 
the Swiss Army knife disease goes all the way back to my college days. So I went, this is the flip side, right? Because we think, we look and we say, look at this person. This is true for every single person, by the way. We look at them and we say, look at these great things they've done, but we don't necessarily see the dark side. Mm -hmm. And there's always another side to the coin. And so my dark side of the coin is that I graduated early from high school. And so I was, you know, 17 when I went to college. I just turned, I was just turned 17. And um, it was a crazy time for me. And so that started in 1981. And I went to school. My parents were just like, like beyond themselves like this. People were like, <laughs> what's going on with your son? And they're like, we don't know. Because I would go to school even in the summer. I was going to school full time. So fall, spring, winter, summer, full time. Just no breaks. I, it was 1987 and the December of 1987 before I graduated. And I, my advisor called me in and said, what are you doing? <laughs> you just can't go to school forever. <laughs> I, had, I had so many credits that they gave me two bachelor's degrees. So I didn't get a double major. It wasn't a double major. They were like, you've got like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. They were like, take your pick. What degrees do you want? Just get the degree. <laughs> take and them get and the leave. Hell. Out. Take right, and leave. leave, please. And so I graduated with two complete four-year degrees um, wow. that I just did at the same piece, you know. And um, I switched my major from music to engineering to communication to psychology to, I mean, I was just, I got to know all the schools in this school. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the dark side of that, right? Because there's a stuckness to that, right? I was just, you know, I could have easily had it, had it not been for the two-year French requirement, or so it could have been Spanish, but it was a foreign language requirement, and I had only taken one semester. And my uh, my advisor was like, "Look, if you don't do this now, you are going to be here for another two years." going to be, you know, 1990 by the time you're going to spend a decade in college. And so that was my wake up call to get out. Mm. Um, and so that, yeah, that, that, that um, placenta disease goes way back. <laughs> <laughs> Just had a, a couple extra victory laps. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You took one and then that was cool. And then you said, let me have another, sir. And they said, for why, please. Right. Oh leave yeah. right right you have yeah. overstayed your welcome sir that's hilarious well it only took me three schools to finally graduate and although mine was a double major so it wasn't two separate bachelors mm -hmm. um that's i ended up with biblical studies and psychology which is quite the pairing to have but it was i loved it it was two great degrees for me that taught me a lot about life and how people think right. that's for sure I took right. like half. That's why. You, that's why you're right close to God now, because probably that trajectory <laughs> that you set up. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for that degree, I would not be the only person closer to God than the Pope. That's for sure. Right. But you know. Yeah, I took a. Whether took the Catholic Church tells me that or not, they can. <laughs> you know, they can piss off as far as I'm concerned. They're not the be on and the. I took. Yeah, well, I took a half lap 
half a victory lap because I partied too hard my first semester. And then halfway through college, I realized I was in the wrong major, but I was like, eh, too late to change. We'll just stick it out. But yeah, so I got to. What, what, what did you graduate with? A major in business admin and a minor in entrepreneurial leadership. And halfway through the Crimean Peninsula situation popped off and I was way more interested in that than business. And I was like, damn it, I should have been a political science major. And I was like, well, we're already two years into a degree. We can't switch now. That's and look at you you're... now. You're, you're doing this entrepreneurial stuff here, political commentary here. <laughs> yep. It's all coming it's right all back for you, Ben. Melding it's together. all back. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to say that's why he's such the entrepreneur that he is now. You know, look <laughs> I, at us. You know, I look at used us now. some of that knowledge when I was... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they put me in charge of running the the snack bar uh, at work. Um, so you know, bought all this all the stuff, and it was a modest twenty percent markup, so we could make small profit in order to buy more things for the snack bar. And everybody lost their minds, and I was like, "Okay, guys, you put me in charge of it. I got a degree. I'll use a little bit of it so that we can make money in order to not just break even all the time." And everybody was like, "No, screw you, dude. That two a dollar twenty five is too much for a muffin. It should be a dollar." And I'm like. You're going to haggle with me over 25 cents? <laughs> fucking capitalist pig, dude. Man, fucking I, capitalist pig. <laughs> the bourgeoisie was they were they were they were not pleased. <laughs> I said, "Here's your cake and eat it too." And they were like, eh, "Nah, to the guillotine." Actually, it sounded like you said, "Here's your muffin and eat it too." True. And that's a buck 25. And that'll be a buck 25. And they said, yeah. "I'm not I'm not going to eat it unless it's a buck." And that's really like, that's really the story. I said too bad. <laughs> and then they got somebody else to go buy the snacks. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just hold on to the money now. That's all I do. So I do have a question for you, Scott, not to completely change gears. But change for, or just change for because that's how we someone run. who is quite the Swiss Army knife for placento, however you want to position that. Um and I'm trying to think of how I specifically want to phrase this question. If you had to give a guess, and I'm just so you know, I'm planning on asking all of our future guests this question because I want to have like one question that I think is is like a really just good question for anybody. If you am had, I the, to, am I the first that you're asking this question to? Of this, you question? are. You so are. This is like a virgin experience. This is a virgin right, I'm, experience. I'm with it. I'm with it. And, okay. and I can promise you that I will rewatch this again to think of how I phrased this question, to think if I can phrase it better, or I think I got it on the head here. If you had to guess what the human experience is about and or where we come came from slash why we are here, how would you maybe best answer that question? Jesus Christ, dude! And I know that's very low. Ton of bricks. Wow! I know. I know. I, you know and Alex is going to be very disappointed if your answer does not involve aliens to some degree. No, that's <laughs> not true. That's not true. You can answer this question however in the hell you think is is best, or as long or as short as you want. Um, You're going to have to re say the question again so that I can get my. Ed rap. Now that I've now that I've had this piece, right? Yes. I, you know. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, everybody else is going to be like, "Oh, I've got the answer." <laughs> uh, no, and wait like, for the YouTube comments. They're going to be like, "I got that first guy that answered. He sounded and, like a blithering idiot." 
And Anna's honestly, Scott, I asked it that way because I do feel very comfortable around you. Like you've been an awesome guest thus far. And I'm not just saying that because like we're live and like that's what you're supposed to say to guests or whatever. But like you really have been a really great interview thus far. And I've thoroughly enjoyed 100%. Um, everything. Maybe up until this point, you could really have it go south here. Uh, <laughs> no, the just the general human. Yeah, just the the general human experience. You know, what do you think we're here for? Why do you think we're here? What do you think is most important to know about the general human experience? You know, you have a lot of track record just on life. In general, you know, you've met a ton of people, you've done a lot of different things, you've spent a lot of time, you know, really in intricate self-examination. What what do you think, why are we here? What's most important to know as a human? Maybe to ask it more succinctly. I think that we are, I think the thing that's, that I'll give you the two pieces. The thing that's most important to know and how that translates into why are we here? How's that? Like and so that. I think the thing that's Perfect. most, most important to know for every single person out there is that no one on this planet is immune to misery and bullshit. Nobody has the perfect life. Nobody, nothing you can buy or do is going to stop the misery and bullshit. Everybody that you look on Facebook and other places that talk about their new puppy and this thing and that, and all the great fucking life, it's all bullshit. Because if that was true, then we wouldn't have movie stars and highly successful people jumping on a balconies and killing themselves. The misery and pain is the core truth of what we every single person is going to experience here right and it's like we say you know taxes taxes and death are inevitable right mm -hmm. the two things that you hear all the time but really it is you know misery is inevitable we're all going to get old we're all going to get sick we're all going to die no matter what the hell we do or where we live that's a piece that's going to happen we're going to lose people around us we're going to experience grief and loss and that is the truth and we spend the second piece of that is that we spend almost all of our lives trying to prevent that truth we run away from it we push Amen. it away. We we try to skip it. We try to get the thing. You know, we're talking about the iPhones and this mm -hmm. and that. We get the next thing that's going to be the panacea for that piece. So that piece of it's all kind of this bullshit that's there. And we spend our lives trying to push it away or trying to go after stuff that we think will make us feel better is the trap that we're in. And so if that's true that that's what that's what life is then what's life about life's then about working through that and getting your head out of your ass and then your life is about having compassion and caring and joy and support even for the people that you are like you are just a shitty human being and i can't stand you because <laughs> the truth of the matter is they're suffering just as much as they're, they're not immune to that thing that you're suffering with. They're not immune to this piece. And so they are worthy of your compassion. You might think that they are, you know, they're a horrible person or they've done this, but they are struggling 
underneath when, at night when they go to bed and turn off the light, not in a four day course, but when they go and turn <laughs> off the light and they pull that cover up, those same demons that every single person that you're struggling with, every single one of us is struggling with. And that should nurture a sense of love, a sense of compassion, a sense when you see, you know, that piece of jealousy, you know, that you that, you know, we see somebody that gets something, we're like, oh, man, that's not happening to me. We should be joyous for those people because they're suffering and they're getting their head above the water for a little breather. We should be like, oh, good for you. Good for you, because we know that you're going to go under and pull the covers up and those demons are going to be there. Mm. So. That's the, the, what's going on with life. And I think, you know, it's given that peace. What are we here for? Compassion, celebrating other people and love because it's a shitty experience that we're all going through. I think How's that? You just, I, I think, think you great. just set the bar <clears throat> extremely high for that question. Do I need to get a whiteboard? Um, and I'll just start yeah. ranking. I'll just start ranking <laughs> where our cow. guest answered the life question. And it's funny because it it's not funny. And I'm I'm realizing as I'm about to say this <laughs> how kind of weird this is gonna be. Um but I wrote a paper one time at my biblical college. Um I've talked about this in the past, why some serial killers go to heaven. Um, which was not really very popular among some of my classmates. I believe that would be received well. Um, no, but you do experience a, a vast majority of these people who are very disturbed in their head who have either had like a dramatic brain injury or they've been abused to the point where like their brains have formed differently. What I'm trying to get to the to the whole grouping of this is you don't know what the fuck has happened to that person that's led them to be that person you are when you interact with them, you know? So at the end of the day, just be as nice as you can, you know, just, just try to impact their experience on this planet as best as you possibly can in that time that you have with them. And that's all you can do as a human. You know, you, you don't know what led them to that point that you get to interact with them and you've had no impact on their life up until that point. So why not just try to take that experience and make it as best for them and as for yourself as possible. And essentially that's where I've got to this question of like, why are we here? What can we do? You know, that sort of thing. Just try to be as good of a person to everyone that you impact as you can. And if you can put a stamp on that person's life to say, I made that person's life as as good as I possibly can in that short experience we've had, what more can you do? Right. No? Right. That's a great point. That's so, that's it. So think of this, think of this piece as you as to to build off what you're saying. Oh, Ben, are you still here? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> we're, just not, I, we're just talking. No, I'm just taking just it all in. Up. I get to that point sometimes where I just like I'm like <laughs> No, really, I'm just like, making sure we're just going to like you know, the two of us good. are just going to continue talking together. Yeah, I would sit here so. with a drink and just <laughs> watch this like I was just a bystander watching TV or something. This has been we've great. We've been we've been doing it for an hour and we have like 9 hours left cuz we agreed yeah. 10 <laughs> hours earlier. I said so. our first 10 hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So consider that. Consider this piece. So think of a time, uh, or think of a situation where you really had it with somebody. 
you you know you you know you you cut them out of your life they were you were you swore at them you you know you they they became they you know they were a Pariah. person in your life they might have been a great person they might have been a girlfriend boyfriend but suddenly in your mind you know they became public enemy number one and you you know basically you know discharged them from your life or pushed them away or did whatever you did mm -hmm. something shitty before you did think about think of this you know, this just in your own head think of what misery and pain you created for yourself. And you might still be engaging and rolling in this misery and pain. You might be like, they did this. I'm never going to forgive that fucking bastard. And you're, <laughs> you know, you've created so much agita inside of yourself. And be before you even acted, like we're not like da, 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 boom, we're gonna shoot you. We have right. to build up a lot of hate and misery and I mean we're a really miserable person on the inside to do that, to to take those actions. And so when you see those other people doing those actions, they're going through the same thing. They're really fucking miserable on the inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that deserves compassion. It really deserves compassion. Because they're really suffering. Right. They're really trapped. Yep. But I think we also, <clears throat> as humans, uh, kind of, we do this hypocritical thing where they're like, well, I would never. And forget that we've done the exact same thing that we're watching happen to somebody else. And you're like, wow, that person's yeah. really a piece of shit for doing that to them. When perhaps not that long ago, you just did the exact same thing to somebody else. But oh, how quickly we forget our own right. miserable shittiness towards yeah. other people. We have this very like, I don't know. Most people have this very like holier than thou attitude about yeah things. They just think that they're better than everybody else. And humans and hypocrisy—they go together like peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. Right, that's the Reese's peanut butter cup of existence. Human beings well, and hypocrisy. And in the world of psychology, it's a very basic premise that you learn about psychology one hundred and one. The whole projecting idea, you mm -hmm. know, it's, right. it's a lot easier for me to recognize the faults within yourself versus looking internally to recognize the the flaws within myself. But it's a lot easier for me to recognize the flaws in yourself if I have the same the exact same flaws, flaws in myself. I just refuse to it's acknowledge that I have It's literally psychology those. 101. It's like yeah. one of the first fucking classes you, you learn about in psychology is the whole projecting idea. And it we, we live it every single day. And it's, you know, quote unquote, so hard to recognize Nah, bro, that's part of being a human. <laughs> that's uh, that's called the human experience that we all share. So let's put our petty bullshit aside and realize we're all a lot more similar than we ever thought we'd be. You know, yeah. end of the day, we're all just trying to make it in this fucked up existence we call life. So let's be nice to each other and try to help each other along the way versus fucking, well, you have this and I have that and you do that. Just fucking try to help somebody else out. Just be as nice as you can. Right. right. End of the day, we'll all be a lot better for it. You know? Absolutely. True.
It is true indeed. Um, let's see. We were joking about rabbit holes and me going off on tangents at the beginning. You. And what do you know? I went down one. <laughs> Rabbit. Look at that. Well, you had the question. You, you had the question. You were the one that kicked the rabbit out. You kicked your own rabbit and I'm... then chased it. Okay, Scott, aliens. <laughs> um... <laughs> that was last week, man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, just kidding. Just That's kidding. hilarious. Um... What else? Where are we at time oh, wise? It's then? a pregnant uh, pause. Look at that. Yeah, I oh know. man, it's super time. pregnant. Never take a take a minute to, to unscramble my brains here. Uh, we are right at an hour actually, so did really good. It flew by. We uh, can ask uh, chat if anybody's got any questions. Also, but yeah, we can <laughs> put this do, out to you, chat. Uh, if you guys have any questions? Drop them uh, in the chat box there, and we'll. Do you have questions you haven't gotten to, Ben? Sorry, um, I've been kind of. No, dominating the conversation you're good, dude i like i said i got to the point where i was so fascinated by everything that was like being talked about that i just like locked in and was just like absorbing i went sponge mode and just started like <laughs> and like um absorbing everything um let me look through your uh many blades of the knife here The whole placenta idea is fucking fantastic. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. You are psych. Definitely, I'm definitely on team Swiss Army knife, not team placenta. Um, yeah. Okay, so the farm animal rescuer. What? We are you still like active in that? Is that just like? Oh yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm curious about this because like, we 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 were we were uh uh. I should send you the link of this. Uh, you should have a couple of hours ago. We were trimming a pig hoof, mm. and it was, it you know. Oh, so you're like, pigs, like the, the abused farm animals pigs is the ones squealing, a squeal from a pig is uh -huh. a defense mechanism. You could hear. I'm telling you, I'm in Vermont, but you could hear that pig squealing in Belgium. Let <laughs> me tell you. Shout out to you our seven Belgian viewers. <laughs> it was. Shout out, it Brussels. Was, <laughs> It was crazy. And so, and, and because I rescued this pig, and this pig had horrible hooves mm -hmm. that were kind of cr cr encroaching in on each other. And so, I have a housemate, and I'm like, come on, I'm going to hold the pig while you trim the hooves. Um, and um, we got through four hooves, and then we trimmed, you know, pigs like dogs, you can't trim their toenails too close because right, you might find hit it their. Quick. Yep. Yeah, and then boom, there's blood everywhere, and so you know the pig's like screaming, and I'm laying on top of it and holding it, and, and um, and Kyle clipped the 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 um the and, and there was blood everywhere. Ugh. Um, he was he was totally right. horrified and more mortified. I have some powder that put on put on. Mm -hmm. We got the other pigs mm -hmm. out, and I'm like, just he'll be fine. He'll and he is he's fine. Um, uh, it, it's clotted and I'm sure it's going to be a sore piece, but he's not been, a, he's not a very active pig. So this is a good time for, and it's better to have it trimmed and growing out than to have it. So it was yeah. horrible. It was horrible. It, need, yeah. it had to be done, but and I have here on the rescue. I've got currently, <laughs> um, four pigs. That's two pigs, too many. I try to keep two. <laughs> I try to keep two, 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 because um, they're good companions. 
And so I've got like two donkeys and I've got three alpacas and I've got two sheep and I've rescued like in the a, a year ago, I rescued like 10 alpacas. And wow. unlike most people, it's gonna, people are going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you said this. Most people who run a rescue are really hoarders. And that's their excuse <laughs> to be a hoarder <laughs> is to say, I've got a, I, I, oh, yes, I'm running a cat rescue. All these cat people are going to be going yeah, okay, off on crazy cat fucking lady. rails. <laughs> right. They're going to be like, I'm a cat person. And they they're got all rescues, okay? Right. Listen, they're all rescues, okay? They're my only friends in life. Yeah. <laughs> so we really work hard to rehome these animals. Mm -hmm. uh, the animals that are here, the sheep, the donkeys, the, the this is their like forever home. They're not going yeah. away because what they really are are the camp counselors. So when we get when we got this these alpacas who weren't really cared for and they didn't know what it was like being alpaca, I don't know. I have this theory that the other alpacas said something in alpaca talk to the other alpacas <laughs> and said, knock yeah. the shit off. This is what you need to do to be an alpaca. Come over here, do this with us, hang out. And they kind of get re-socialized to being a herd. The donkeys tell the other donkeys that come here, you know, chill. You know, snap out of it. This is what you need. I know you were raised by yourself and yeah. it was pretty shitty, but now this is what it means to be a donkey. Do this. And yeah. um, and then those get rehomed and these guys hang out and another crew comes in and they do their kind of therapeutic community work Thanks. with the animals and they go. And I, I, this is just a hypothesis. I mean, I tell you, I have seen this happen. Like an animal comes in and it's just vicious and screwy and wacky. And, you know, mm -hmm. someone's like, you're going to have to put a bullet in this pig's head because it's so crazy. And it hangs out with these other pigs. And suddenly it's like, hey, I'm a pig. I thought I was a serial killer. I'm a pig. <laughs> you know? Oh, and, off they, and then they can get homed with somebody and they're like normal again. Mm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's the piece that uh, – that, we've been doing now for for years and years and years um is that like is yeah. that your full-time job then now scott is that like what you rely on for revenue or do you have a full-time job uh and yeah. not yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah i've got a couple full-time jobs okay yeah i do a lot of different things um and so most of the things i do like you know the stuff that i do for the rescue i'm not making any money on that Mm -hmm. Well, um, I, I love doing not. that. It's like, you know, uh, my, you know, the thing that, that I get the most joy from is that every Tuesday I teach Tai Chi to uh, this group of elderly people. Yep, and just... I do that. No, and that's another thing I do. I, the things that are really cool in my life, I'm doing yeah. for free for or bono. nothing. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> right it's, it's for it's for the <laughs> soul. The it's your, so your payment right. is how you feel afterwards. And yeah. for those of you that are just listening to this podcast, I'm not <laughs> asking Scott that because he's coming to us live from like a like a box, like a it's cardboard a box. box. There's dude. like a wood panel <laughs> okay, living room. Say. It's like a very nice place behind him. So I, I yeah. figured that Scott's not, you know, he's doing well in his life financially, but I'm hearing all these efforts that he's putting into, you know, like rescue animals. I'm like, okay, I know that's not cheap. So Scott's yeah. got to be, I, you know. 
I, yeah, so I, people people donate. We're a not for profit, mm-hmm. and the other piece that has helped a lot is we have made uh, we I do a campground here through Hip Camp and the dirt, and people can come camping here and camp with the it's like camping in a petting zoo. Um, nice. And oh, all awesome. the money that happens when people come here and camp, um, when people come here and camp, all the money that happens from that experience goes directly to the care and feeding and saving of the animals. Nice. Um, I was about to say, your so taxes an, must be hell every year. Yeah, they take a while to do. Actually, it's a not-for-profit. <laughs> I just do. Not, I just have to do the 990 because oh, nice. we're not over yeah. 50000 So that's a nice go. piece. Um, but, yeah, my taxes are a little complicated with lots of different, <laughs> lots yes, I can't of different sources of income. Yeah, I cannot yeah. imagine the forms in that. Um, a quick question about the Tai Chi. Do you teach it in the park? I do teach it in the park. You know, I teach it in the park. I knew it. I just had a feeling. <laughs> you know, you know what? It's really. I have to tell you this. These, these, this, this is the thing that gives me the most joy in my life. So I'm with these folks. These, I'm 59. I'm going to be 60 in a couple months, and I'm the youngest person in this group. There are people in their 80s in this group, and we are in a public park. And these. It's a public park outside. We started meeting with when COVID hit around because we were trying to do Zoom, which is a shitty way to do Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, we'll just meet in the park. We're still meeting in the fucking park. And they, I'm like, and I said to them, you know, COVID's kind of winding down. I'm like, do you want to, you know, wrap this up and, you know, go back indoors? They're like, no. Like, we're meeting in this park in Vermont. It's like fucking fourteen degrees outside, and we're meeting <laughs> in this park. They these fo- these people show up. It's a park. Laughs. No, they, I get it. Yeah, that's they awesome. Show up. They show up with shovels and just and shovel out shovel their tai chi spots. The snow in their little pot tai chi bath down to the grass. I missed. I made a mistake once. And I, it was raining. It was the, it was crazy weather. It was like a hurricane. I was like, I'm no not way. going. I came up the last week, next week. There are people there. They're like, where were you last week? I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding <laughs> hurricane me. outside. You I'm guys never, are becoming I, one with the chi. <laughs> we have not missed it. I, this, I, this one person in our, in our group, I'll, I'll never forget her name's Maxine. She was, she turned, it was raining. And I'm like, you know, and I was I was getting cold. I'm getting cold. I turned to her, like Vermont, this is like true Vermonter, right? <laughs> and I said, I said, do we need to wrap up? Are you getting wet? Is are you okay? And Max Maxine looks at me and goes, What do I look like? Like I'm made of sugar? And I'm like, <laughs> Well, I guess we're fucking continuing Fuck, to yeah, be Max- in the rain. Maxine's a hard ass. <laughs> He is a hard ass. I made a um, sugar. I'm doing just fine out here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so we we teach a. I, I I taught a bunch of Tai Chi pieces to these folks, and a person said to me, you know, uh, in in the group, Gail. She said, "Is there more?" And I'm like, "You guys don't want more." So I've taught this complicated. Tai Chi form called Soon 73. It's 73 different moves. And um, I've slowed it down because one of the things in Tai Chi is there's some very um, 
you know, dynamic um, kind of projecting moves that mm-hmm. you do. That and so I have slowed all those down. Not just uh, it's not about people being older. Although you know, I don't want folks to break a hip. Uh, but it's the fact that we're out in this Tai Chi field in the snow and ice. Right? We can't right. be hey. leaping forward and landing. We need we need to have cleats on our feet. Hey, all Maxine right. ain't made out of sugar. Yeah, Maxine right. said, so I will project you just put move. all those moves right on in there, and Maxine <laughs> will fucking make up her mind for herself, right? She ain't made of sugar, boy. <laughs> Man, um, I love that group. It's the That's best part of my week. Fantastic. If I'm having a, no matter what's going on, and once I go to that group for an hour on Tuesdays, we are just, I'm like, that. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. It's the best, <laughs> it's the best gift I could have gotten for myself awesome. um and i don't pay a penny for it it's just um just it's, it's out doing some tai awesome. chi yeah yeah we, there's some videos of us doing it outside i shot this i have a drone and i was i wanted to do this oh what a nightmare i i wanted to get this <laughs> i wanted to get this drone video of us doing this uh doing the tai chi and so i got the drone you know you're not supposed to fly drones when they're when it's really really cold out mm. but you know, you part of my, that's what, that's the crazy thing in my voice is I was like, yeah, I know that I passed the, I passed uh, the FAA certification exam. I know you're not supposed to fly yeah. in this weather, but it's me. It's <laughs> me. I am a placenta of information. I know what I'm doing. I'm the, I am the jack of all <laughs> trades, the Swiss army. Sure, I'm flying the drone. And in my arrogance, I started the drone and it went up and we got the whole video and then it wouldn't land. <laughs> just wouldn't want it was like it was flock it would come down and then it would go up and it would come down and it would go up and so i waited till it come down and did the worst thing you should never do this if you have a drone which is try to catch it mm. because the drone has these things that spin to take it off the really ground. fast <laughs> yeah really they fast. could potentially even, cut your fingers yeah they did and they did even yeah though they're yeah they probably they would. did and so then i'm there with my finger and blood spurting everywhere and they're like are you okay i'm like oh yeah i'm fine Let's i'm just fine it's just my hubris <laughs> just a flesh wound it's fine uh, it was um yeah, so we have just finished us uh, uh, the the we're just doing the polishing parts of Sun seventy three. So this week, last week, we started working on bending our legs more and going even slower, which is really hard to do. I mean, you're my I'm I finished this class on my quadriceps and knees are going wah 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 <laughs> from um, going so slow, mm-hmm. right? It'd be like you know, go stand in the corner and squat for an hour, don't lean against the wall just bend your legs and just mm-hmm. do that for an hour and, and then see how you feel that's that's kind of what it is there's movement but we're moving so slow now that it's uh it's very very hard mm. they're doing it Thanks. they're amazing more power to them they're getting that good that good fresh air and that good uh that good exercise yeah there's a waterfalls right by us i mean you could see the waterfalls when you're where where we're doing this um it's just fantastic picturesque it's fantastic yeah i would like to join that sounds very (laughs) alex will be making the weekly flight to vermont now for tai chi there you go it's free it's no charge (laughs) minus your plane ticket there we do it rain or or shine regardless of weather because 
You know, Maxine ain't a bitch. Are you made of, are you made of sugar? Double. Maxine no, ain't no bitch. Hey, brother, I ain't made of no sugar, all right? If Maxine's out there, fucking bet your ass, I'm going to be out there, boy. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Me and Maxine out there fucking shoveling six by six patches of snow just so we can be out there getting some getting some work in, you know? Uh, yeah. That's good. Uh, well, we have had no questions from chat, but... Uh, Alex, you got anything else you wanna you wanna throw out there before we wrap her up? I don't, unless there's anything we haven't touched on that um has just been itching at you, Scott, to go over. Yeah. If there's I, anything no, else. This, this, is, this has been great. I'll have to come out another time. We can talk about other stuff. We yes, can talk 100%. about the marijuana stuff another time. That would be a fun, <laughs> fun Oh, true. We were, we were just yes. talking about that and completely got off track. Oh well, yeah, whatever. No, but uh, you have an open invitation anytime you want, Scott. You yep. come join us, and we'll Let definitely do this again sometime. 100%. That's this has been a great Sunday night. I've had a blast and a half hanging great. out Great. Well, that, that Good. Makes, that makes I'm us I'm glad to hear that. Um, yep. So, again, if you ever just want to hop on again on a, on a Sunday night, just uh, just ping us in the, in the Discord here, and uh, we'll make it happen. Okay. But, a drop uh, by pop in. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Scott's here. Oh, snap. Um, <laughs> Scott's here and he wants to talk about weed. Um, <laughs> no, uh, this is, no, this has truly been great. Uh, I appreciate you so much for uh, taking the time to, to come on and, and talk with us. It's been it's an amazing podcast. Um, so, yeah. Uh, with that, um, we're Any... going to. Any plugs you want to hit, Scott? Anywhere oh, sure. to find you or podcasts you've been on? Or if you uh, just Google my name, G. Scott Graham, you will find tons of stuff on me. On can confirm, I did that. YouTube on Wisdom. Um, um, uh, it's I'm all over the place. Yep. You have to find fifteen books. Eighteen. Right? I'm, I'm 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 finishing up my eighteenth right now. Eighteenth. So people can just find that on your website and on yeah, Amazon you can go to or... Amazon and Borders and not know it's not Borders anymore. I don't know what it is. It's the it's the it's the Nook, you know. Mm. It's on Google mm. Play. Some of them are free. I have a time management book. It's you know a couple mm-hmm. hundred pages. It's free, and so you know some things I price, some things I've I have not priced and, mm-hmm. and I around. Will, I will put uh, I will put Scott's. Um website and some of his social media handles in the description underneath this so you guys will be able to just have quick access to to that go check everything out yeah and when i post to uh spotify and apple and all that um i'll just put your website in the description of the show notes so people can great great use that and that'll be the easiest way but yeah buy his book do something for the man, okay? He's given you almost an hour and a half now of free <laughs> entertainment. For the so. animals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God damn it. Support the animals, okay? The animals, Buy damn a it. fucking book from this guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you even love the animals or not? Go fucking buy something, all right? <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, once again, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was truly a pleasure talking with you this evening. Uh, Absolutely. With that, we are going to wrap it up for the night. So, guys, we will be back again next week, next Sunday evening, same place, same time. Alex, we have another guest next week, or is it our off week? No, we have another guest. We have two weeks in a row after this lined up with guests. Perfect. Um, 
Next week is is it um, the the selling the dead people stuff guy? Yeah, selling dead people stuff. And then the next week after that is um, someone who had a near death experience. Ooh, that I'm fucking. I'm stoked about all of our guests. Yeah. Um. Again, not, I'm not sure they'll be able to live up to Scott, but you know, good luck. Hey, hey. When, when we get I'm to the life question, guys, okay. <laughs> praying for you guys. I'm really, really hoping everything's gonna go great. Um, but yeah, we have a next week will be great just for kind of a lighthearted talk. But then after that, next week is going to be, I'm going to be in the weeds, brother. <laughs> All right. Perfect. The well, <laughs> there's our schedule for the next two weeks. Um, look forward to that. Give me great conversations with both of those guests. Uh, but that is going to do it for us tonight. So without further ado, make sure you always. Are are you sending that to I'm me like that? That, that was time. fucking weak. That energy, was not bro. that weak energy. Hey, as always, <laughs> I didn't know what he was somebody... doing either. I didn't know what he was doing either. Yeah, like, no, we have a little outro Thank bit. We have a little outro bit, and then I guess it was just really didn't live up to every, Alex's standards tonight. Every week, Scott, I tell people make sure you tell somebody you love them. Okay, make sure you find somebody that you love in this world and whether they've heard it from you recently or not tell them again tonight that you love them okay reach out tell somebody you love them all right that Life's is precious. great advice thank you thank yeah, you i appreciate that see that's the kind of energy we were looking for ben all right dude Don't next week I, I will send, i'll send you a 95 mile an hour fastball of that energy so you can just crank one out the i park. love i love um, both of you genuinely and i love everybody <laughs> listening to this okay yeah it's been great all right guys we will see y'all later have a great week and we'll see you back on next sunday adios thank you Shh.